First, we dance. Okay, we're done. People are just dying to know. They're dying to know. They want to know. And frankly, so would I. Come on. What is versus? It's a competition. It's a battle of art. Between two teams. I don't get it. Yeah, what are you talking about? Okay, okay. It's time for an explanation with jazz. This show is called Versus. Something versus something else. One show might be Charlie Brown versus James Brown, or 9-11 versus 7-11, or Catcher in the Rye versus Ham on Rye. This show is Lent versus Rent. On the Lent team, we have Nathan, Aaron, and Anna. On the Rent team, we have me, Steve, Alex, and Young Ren. Each team will compete head-to-head through six rounds, performing original theatrical material written specifically for their side of the verses. This is not a debate. These original pieces are presented and performed on this podcast for your interpretation. At the end of the six rounds... You will decide which team wins. How do we do that? Well, you have to keep listening to find out how. But in the meantime, can can we just finish the song, please? Yeah, yeah. I want to get to my part. Get on with that already. Great. Hit it. That was concise. That was succinct. We hope you understood. If not, oh well. Versus, 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 versus. Time for the show. Versus. All right, that was great. We all sang together. Hey, welcome to the Drinking and Writing Theater's version of Versus as a podcast. How crazy is that? We did it. Yeah. We Super are here. Crazy. Whether you like it or not, we are here. Um, we have a full cast tonight, and um, this is the first time we've ever done a podcast because usually we do this in front of hundreds of people on stage and thousands it's, it's often. Thousands live theater. Live theater. It's 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 incredible. Um, but I feel like maybe we should um, introduce ourselves and. Uh, let the people know who we are. I'm Steve Mosqueda. I am the artistic director of the Drinking Writing Theater. And um, um, yeah, and uh, I'm a cast member of Versus, a battle of art. And uh, let's, uh, uh, who else do we have out there? Who else is uh, here doing the show? Don't, I'm don't, here. Th- good. Tell them, young Ren. I am young Ren Meixner. I am the resident young person of drinking and writing and verses. Very exciting. Um, Anna? Um, my name is Anna Gallucci, and I am also a part of Versus and very happy to be representing Team Lent. Oh, you're on Team Lent. Yeah, so boo oh. Team Ren. What did you give up? Um, you'll have to tune in to find out. 
Nice. Ooh, nice. Nice. Um, we also have Nathan. Nathan, are hey, you there? how's everyone doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm also <laughs> on Team Lent, and I generally give up on everything. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that just leaves Alex. Uh, hi, I'm Alex Kump, uh, and I am on Team Rent uh, because yes. I'm gay. All right. So, um, yeah, so tonight's show is Lent versus Rent. And um, I don't know how we, how do we usually come up with the names for these shows? I, I just We usually like uh, sit around uh, at Steve's house uh, after like six or seven beers and go, hey guys, what about this versus that? Yeah, I love it. Well, usually when we, when we pick a show and we do it, um, again, like we're in front of an audience and we choose an audience member to judge um the the winner of the show it's either going to be this team or that team and we can't do that with a podcast because we can't see anybody out there except for that person screaming that's awesome it's Is not that a like person you- screaming it's a cop car and they're being selfish oh like, like, we're recording <laughs> i don't give a fuck who's dying <laughs> oh that virus please um <laughs> So yeah, so we can't um have like a a real judge for the show. So we came up with this idea. So we're going to do this podcast and um basically for 6 days starting today, we're going to each day uh have a round, 6 rounds. Um a play from Team Rent and a play from Team Lent and then you the audience gets to decide which team won and Anna's going to tell you how this works. Absolutely. Uh, We have a groovy thing called a Facebook page at the Drinking and Writing Facebook page and there will be a poll on that Facebook page. So you will listen to the podcast, then make your way over to Facebook and then vote which team, Team Lent or Team Rent, you think is better. And that poll will be open until 24 hours after round six is released so you've got a little bit of time so don't vote too early nice and so along the way as you listen to the rounds keep a tally in your head like uh write it down write it on your wall or uh on your chalkboard that big chalkboard that you have in your bedroom or just, just on your write flesh. down or on your flesh or text just write down about after it you... when you're telling them to listen to this super cool new podcast you just found yeah Y'all yeah have do flesh? that yeah. I don't yeah. anymore. Oh man, I'm all out. <laughs> you think right, Amazon got some? Sorry. So every day, if you come back to the podcast, you will hear two new plays every day from Team Lent and Team Rent, and then you get to vote. You can go to Facebook and you can vote, and then at the end of that, we're gonna announce the winner, and uh, we'll post like pictures and stuff like all over social media, right? I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, because if you found this podcast, you are probably dating one of us or one of our family members. So you already follow us on Instagram. You follow us on Facebook. You know how to find us. Yeah, but it'd be cool if somebody like from um, Greenland found us and was yeah. listening and they voted. And like, hey, I'm from Greenland. I voted. Um, and I voted for Team Lent because uh, it's Lent. If you're from Greenland and you're listening, you can DM me. It's always been Lent. I have questions. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, so that's basically how the show works. And I think without further ado, we should just get into it, right? People are because from what I understand, yeah, if you're if you're like if you listen to a podcast and it's really boring, like people just kind of tune out, right? Because they don't want to hear us talk. They want to hear the art, right? Yeah, I think so. But I wonder if we're underselling our appeal as humans. Well, no, not as humans, but just uh, it's just personal. It's just me, anyway. No one wants to hear me talk forever. Um, uh, (laughs) Thank you. Um, So yeah. So without further ado, I think we need to go to round one. Very good. Okay. And now a play from Team Lent. This play is called Self-Care Satan. We were going to stage this and take a shitload of time to rehearse and make this feel like it was some conservatory final piece, but we can't. And honestly, Nathan had more fun writing the stage directions than the dialogue, so here's the play and I'm going to be reading the stage directions. What's good? Desert music starts playing. What is desert music? I don't know. I have to research this. And that's fine. But whatever desert music is starts playing, and it's bumping. Anna is playing Jesus, and she looks fucking beat. She's been in the desert for like 39 days at this point, or however long it took for Jesus to run into Satan. She's miserable. She wants a dinner and a nap, but she's crawling into view basically inches from death. Jesus has to do this because Bible, 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 and whatnot. Enter Nathan, who is playing Satan. Hey, Jesus. How's it go? Oh, my God. Are you okay? Go away, devil. I must complete my journey of enlightenment. Sis, you're fucking dying. Why are you doing this to yourself? Soon I will have to guide the sinners of the world to the kingdom of heaven. Okay, first of all, it sounds like you're about to commit an act of mass murder, so adjust that tone. And second of all, you can't do that when you're dead. And can't you just, like, make a map or something? Sinners don't listen to many dudes with beards and all white, and a map is way easier. They will listen when they see that my suffering is freeing them from you. Okay, no. Hell is pretty cool, okay? You have been all over my shit since you came down here, and I'm just trying to help you. Look, you're the son of God. Can't you just, like, bloop a sandwich or something? Or, like, some shrimps? Chili, granola bar, fuck, at least some unleavened bread. You don't eat, your blood sugar will drop, and your mood will be affected. No, be gone, devil. No one is going to know if you got a falafel combo in the middle of nowhere, Jesus. We're in the fucking desert, and you look like shit, and you need to take care of yourself. I am taking care of myself. No, you're not. There's a quiet stare down of biblical proportions. Who will win? I'm watching this happen and you aren't, so I will be the judge of that. Fine. Okay. Well, if you aren't going to eat, can't you at least like, I don't know, drink something? Hydration is super important and I'm sure the lack of water in your body is damaging your mental functioning. Something terrible. We're in a desert. Where am I going to get some water? Fucking idiot. Don't sass me. I'm trying to help you do right by yourself. Hey, you're the son of God. Couldn't you just, like, water, like, you know, river, like, bloop, like, right there? Can you just leave me alone? (sighs) Listen, I know what we can do. Jesus and Satan stand up and go, whoa, and whoosh and whiz and bang and poof, and they are on top of the temple. 
Ah, look at this view. I always think it's important to appreciate how beautiful life is. It's like really cool to see things from different perspectives. And especially from up here, the landscape is like super beautiful. Like I know it's just a desert, but also like... As Satan is talking, Jesus is moving closer and closer to the edge of the temple and looking down. Satan notices and grabs Jesus's arm. Okay, Miss Sis, don't even think about it. I know you're bummed, but like... What's the point, Satan? All I'm doing is killing myself for people who will kill me, and my dad is kind of a deadbeat who doesn't answer me. All he ever does is send his personal assistants after me to check on me. And then when they do check up on me, they don't make any fucking sense. It's all like, be a guide, or something something shepherd the flock. Like, what the fuck? What does that even mean? <sighs> it was a mistake coming up here. Hmm. Let's do this instead. Jesus and Satan go, whoa, and whoosh and whiz and bang and poof, and they are on top of the mountain. Thinking like a Batman sound effect when the scene changes and the bat symbol zooms in and out really quickly and the horns go, you know, the thing. That Can we not do that again? And this is even higher up than before. This is somehow worse. Look. Hang tight right here. I want to show you something. Satan exits and returns with Aaron. He looks happy. Really happy. Eerily happy. He has this demented smile. Oh, God, why is that so creepy? Here, this is Aaron. Hi, Jesus. Uh, Hi, Aaron. Aaron, you know Jesus, right? I read your book. See, he read your book. I write a book? Well, you don't write a book, but your 12 boyfriends do, and it's really cute. Hey, hey, they're just good friends. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But see, you do make a lot of change, and even though you get hurt in the process, you don't have to endlessly suffer to make people like you. I was a Mormon. What the fuck is a Mormon? We added on to your book. A guy read the new part out of a hat. <laughs> what the hell? What? Mormon anymore, though. Oh, thank Dad. Now I hate religion. What? Yeah, God is bad. Okay, that's enough. So you mean everything I do and say about being a good person and being humble and being kind to others and not being judgmental, it's all uh, twisted and bastardized by awful people? That's not the point I was really trying to make here. So it was people will take my words and use them to hate people. People will say that I would send someone away because they are different. People will say that I have given them the right to kill, steal, rape, conquer. Jesus, it's completely valid and you're spiraling right now, but I really need you to focus on what matters. But what if it all doesn't matter? What if all this is for nothing? What if no one actually pays attention to what I have to say? Won't that just mean that all the bad people will win? What if- Listen, Jesus, there will always be- He notices Aaron, still standing there, still grinning. You can go now, Aaron. I want 12 boyfriends, too. Goodbye, Goodbye, Aaron. Aaron. I don't know how to get down from here. Goodbye, Goodbye, Aaron. Aaron. Goodbye, Jesus. Aaron exits. Look, anytime swaths of people get involved in anything remotely good, it gets fucked up. The more people tend to like something, the more it changes to fit the needs of people who may or may not have your best interests in mind. 
So then what do I do? Stop moping around and take better care of yourself. All of these kingdoms you see up, up on this mountain over here will be yours one day. You have a really good thing going. You've got people writing a book about you. You don't have to worry about working. You're about to get crucified and ascend to heaven three days later. What got... was that last one? My point is, you have total control of your life. And you have an opportunity for people to really look up to you and pay attention to you. You should spend it doing the good you preach to yourself. And that means doing good to your mental and physical health. If you're just going to suffer for your art for no reward and ignore your parents' phone calls, you might as well just make a sad 90s musical about it. Jesus and Satan are breaking the fourth wall, staring at the audience, and the opening piano riff to Seasons of Love starts playing. Ha ha! Take that, you dumb 90s musical about making poverty cool. Who's in poverty now? Ha! Looks like Jesus, because she's near death and she needs a sandwich. I guess you're right, Satan. Thanks. I'm just looking out for you, sis. You're like my favorite coworker. All right, I have to get back down there, but you can make it home fine from here. That's that's good. Okay, all right. Uh, holler if you need anything. Satan away. Jesus gets on her knees and starts to pray. Dad, I'm just having a really hard time. Can you please send me something? Anything? Aaron enters, grinning, just like he did before. Hi, Jesus. Jesus returns to praying. Dad, please. You want a white claw and a hot dog? Jesus returns to praying once more. Thanks, Dad. She looks back at Aaron. Yes. Yes, I would. Thank you very much. I think when we started development of this play, the thing that was kind of ubiquitous when we were talking about was guilt and shame and suffering and how this sort of permeates all of the Catholic line of thinking. I know this because I grew up Catholic, but one of the things that I wanted to kind of explore with this play was the fact that Satan really is just kind of looking out for Jesus. Like, without good there is no evil and sort of like this balance that they play out and you know satan really needs jesus to take care of himself (laughs) because without jesus or without this sort of shining good end of the spectrum here we don't really have you know this evil it's just kind of is and it has no sort of moral spectrum there i don't know it's it we were talking about it we thought it would be funny because self-care has been such an important uh common thing that we talk about in this day and age and how you gotta take care of yourself so when we were developing it we kind of wanted satan to be this sort of like self-care guru with the pop psychology terms of yes that's valid you know hearing the word valid a lot and I really, I really enjoyed writing this play because not only is it sketch, which is something I'm fairly good at, but <laughs> it was just a great big dig at my um, Catholic existence. So I'm really glad that uh, we got to do this for the podcast, and thank you so much. This play is called Full House from Team Rent. <laughs> Thank you. 
Is that a new song? No, not really. I can't seem to come up with anything. I think I have writer's block. Well, you better come up with something. We're the rent team, you know? The people are expecting some songs. The people, the audience. Where is the audience? They're out there in podcast land. Well, that don't pay the bills. What bills? The bill to perform in this theater. Do you think they're just going to let us do the show here for free? Steve, we're not performing in a theater. We are recording a podcast. The theater of the mind. Has he been drinking already? Look, when I wrote this play, I wrote it to be performed in a theater with lights and sound cues and people in the seats watching us. But since all this virus shit's been going on, we're reduced to performing it as a podcast. And? So now all we have to do is use our imaginations a little. Imagine we're in a theater performing for people in the seats. Only there aren't very many people in the seats. And I'm a little worried because if we don't have a full house, we aren't going to be able to pay our rent. Get it? Oh, oh, I get it. I sure wish we had more people in the seats. If we don't get more people, what will become of the drinking and writing theater? Right. So everyone, close your eyes and imagine us singing this song for a smattering of people in a small theater. Imagine your own choreography as we sing and dance and move about the space. It's the theater of the mind. Hit it. One, two, three, four. We can't do theater in our own space. What space? We have to book somewhere and fill each seat. We gotta eat. We stash our props inside this tiny box. Look, socks. We travel light because we have to. We make do. Maybe one day when we have our own place, we will do things like this. Oh, wow. Audiences will love what we do. But until then, we need a full house. Not half a house. We'll come spouse. We need a full house. Now, we would perform these shows for free. Really? We share our art because it's our job. We're heartthrobs. We entertain you because we love to. Hey, you. You're not on Team Rent, so why do you sing? Here's the thing. Doesn't matter what team you're on. It's not you, it's we. Our theater is family. But to thrive, we need to see a full house. Your dreams will sing along Our 
poetry is nice. It's included in the price. Now go tell one and all, so we may fill this hall. One, two, three, four! They say a home is where your heart is. Cliche. Our home is any place where we play and you pay. We hope to see you all for future shows. Who knows? If we don't see you soon, we'll mock you. It's true. Next time, bring three of your friends and maybe your aunt. You know this show is great, and so we want a full house, not half a house. We'll come to spouse. We need a full house. That's right. A full house. Do Instagram or Facebook or tweet it now. Just get us a full house now. Thank you very much. So when we came up with the idea for this show, Lent versus Rent, I generally, I don't really care which team I'm on. But for this show, I was intrigued to be on Team Rent because it's a musical and I like writing songs. And I had never seen the musical. So everybody came over to my house and we watched the Broadway production, the original Broadway production. And I took notes uh, as I was watching it. And, you know, I, because I knew that, you know, I was going to be on Team Rent and there's no way we could have plays that, you know, they weren't songs. We had to sing something. So I was just jotting down notes and I, I kind of came to the conclusion that um, we needed some kind of big anthem uh, for the show. Um, and this show, Lent versus Rent, we were ready to do it. Uh, we were going to open April 4th, I think it was. Um, and have a run. We were going to do a month run in a real theater. But then we had to cancel everything, so we decided to make the podcast. But for this particular play, Full House, I had the idea that we were going to run around the theater. There was some choreography. It was going to be huge. It was going to be like a huge, big, you know, opening number. Um, so I hope, you know, as you listen to it, that maybe you kind of imagined us you know, running around the theater and doing crazy stuff. Um, it's It was fun to do as a podcast, but uh, if we ever get to actually do this show live, I would love to uh, do it on stage and go crazy with it. So uh, we had fun doing it, so I hope hope you had fun listening to it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to this round of the Drinking and Writing podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to keep a tally of the plays you've listened to so far so at the end of round six, you can go to the Drinking and Writing Facebook page and cast your vote for Team Lent or Team Rent. So keep on listening and we'll see you next time.